<laughs> Good call, Elizabeth. I mean, call me crazy. I might be blind, but I can tell when I'm not rolling. <laughs> She's saved our podcast. What does the slate say today? I got a new slate. Oh, oh my yay! god! <laughs> Thank God. What a great end to a tragic story. <laughs> what? I was just gonna say, where the fuck is Mickey looking? What do you mean? What's going on over there? Oh, because both or of over them there. are looking in that direction. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Well, hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Sip. I'm Ryland Adams, of course, joined by... Lizzie Gordon. Well, the Gordon today. Yeah. Not a homo not Elizabeth. Well, she's a homo but she's going to go by Gordon. Okay. Have we ever addressed this on the show? What? My name. I'm sure we have a million times. Oh, well, then never but mind. What do you have Moving to say right about along. it? No, I Moving see a lot right of people along. say, like, I have to guess which name she's going to use this week. Yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of time curating the name Lizzie Gordon, and I'll be goddamned if I don't use it. What's your legal name? Elizabeth. I don't tell uh. anyone my legal name, you maniac. Okay, but... It's <laughs> <laughs> always trying to dox me. Lizzie out of Elizabeth, though, is pretty generic. Right. So you didn't it's come up with... It's the Gordon. That's fake? Yeah. No, that's your granddad's name. It's his first name. Okay. I like your stage name. Thanks, me too. Go tell everybody when you're networking this week. I do. That's the thing about me. I can't <laughs> shut the fuck up when I'm networking. One of my friends who's like, I'm usually on the receiving end of people like you. And let me tell you, short and sweet is better. And I was like, so I don't tell them I'm terrified of being homeless and having a baby. And she's like, no, don't tell them that. I'm like, okay. So we're on our way to, well, okay, I'm coming off like the most social week of my life, so I'm recovering mentally, you yeah. know what I'm saying? He's like, a recovering socialite. It was, <laughs> it was so fun, but I don't know how these socialites do it. Right. I've been with people since we've recorded this podcast last, mm-hmm. which was also a hectic episode because we had like so many yeah. moving parts. Shane was on the show, and like since that moment, it's been like to the races. It's particularly a lot for a recluse like yourself. Mm-hmm. For yeah. somebody who stays at home. And intentionally sees no one. A hundred percent of the time. Yeah, it's crazy. My entire family came in town. Uh, the 11th was my brother and my dad's birthday, mm-hmm. and you joined us. I was lucky enough to join them on a whirlwind whirlwind adventure to Disneyland, hence the sweaties. And Can I just preface this by saying I was reluctant to go on the Disneyland <laughs> trip because I'm a very busy bee right now, and I knew that if I went to Disney, I would be losing not one but two days at the least. What do you mean? Because you, I cannot work while I'm at Disneyland, and the day after Disneyland, I'm in a spiral dying from all the garbage I've put in my body. You and I were dump trucks this weekend. Oh, yeah. We were straight up dumpsters. We ate everything everywhere. All at once. <laughs> <laughs> the night before Disneyland, though, I'm at a dinner with my friend and her father and our husbands, and this crazy bitch, and only in a fashion of which Rylan Adams could do, starts texting me. What if we left tonight and stayed in a hotel suite? And I was like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. Whatever you say. Like, I got to leave this dinner. Just let me know when you're on your way, bro. And he's like, I did not say leave the dinner. He's like, I had to leave the dinner. No, you did not have to leave the dinner. I had to leave the dinner. You wanted to leave the dinner. No, I didn't want to leave the dinner. It was a lovely dinner. Then he goes, I'll I'll get us a suite. And or you and me can share a room in the two. So it was you and me and Austin and his beautiful wife, Stacy, who I really love. I Mm -hmm. love them so much. Yeah. And I'm super happy to go and share a room with Ryland. And we get there and this motherfucker has booked the smallest room. <laughs> just, and just the one. And on our way there, this, he's like, don't worry, there's five beds in this room. Guess how many beds there were, Chris? How many? Two. You know? <laughs> two you know? fucking twin size beds. 
And then I, and, and to make matters worse, you think, I had a violent sty. You think I've I, never had a sty in my life. I had a horrific sty. And you think I wanted to share bed with Miss Sty? No. No, I didn't. But you set it up like and that. You know me. When I'm traveling, <laughs> that is something I go large on. And I here's but the thing. I also want to say, and I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunity <laughs> to attend Disneyland and to stay at the California Adventure Grand Hotel. California. The Grand California Adventure Hotel Park, whatever the fuck it's called. I loved I honestly am super, super grateful. And, and it was wild. It was wild. It was wild to share a room with four adults. But the thing is, I started thinking, well, this is Los Angeles. If I wake up at 6 a.m. and try to drive us to Disneyland and fight three and a half hours of traffic, no, it's a fucking idiot by the time I get there, I'm going to say, you guys have fun. I'm going home and yeah. figure out a ride. Yeah, Uber home. And so I was like, the only way for me to have a pleasant experience in a place that I don't identify with as fun in the past right, was for me to stay the night and wake up ready to go. You yeah, know what I mean? And, and that was always our plan were we to Disney together. We were always going to stay at the hotel the night before and then yeah. go in hard. But I do think it was particularly funny. Like Stacy and Austin went straight to bed and they're like, we're going to go for a walk and hopefully exhaust our bodies to the point of which we can come back here and fall asleep comfortably. <laughs> sharing a room and they're not like king size beds no, they like were little beds they bed. were tiny Lizzie beds. and I were touching butts all night long <laughs> yeah, butt to butt so nothing gay happens don't worry <laughs> <laughs> that's later on in the show why well <sighs> what it seems like a perfect segue if you've got something else to add about your lesbianism what's what about my lesbianism <laughs> what we were talking <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how lesbians came up last night, but then you became the center of topic amongst eight people about your lesbianism. Well, and of I which did, I have none. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not a lesbian. And then I felt really guilty. So I was like, we're all talking about how you're a lesbian and it's all my fault. Nothing and like existing peacefully in your own world. Just to have someone message you. Hey, eight people are sitting around a table right now discussing how gay you are. Hope you're having a beautiful Mother's Day. XO Ryland, the birthday boy. <sighs> no, I think just because I have an appreciation for the female body, which is without a doubt more aesthetically pleasing than the male figure. You think so? Absolutely. Why do you think everybody in the world is driven crazy by the figure of the female body? Like, literally, why would advertisement companies constantly use the female body to sell shit if it weren't the most exquisite thing in the world? Because we're homophobic. Uh -huh. <laughs> and that's on homophobia. <laughs> that's on homophobia. <laughs> wow, that's a hot take. <laughs> Deep. Are you okay? <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> no, all bodies are beautiful. That's wow. That made me sick. That made me sick. So Disneyland, let me say, in the moment, I was like, I am not a Disney girl. This has not transformed me into a Disney girl. No, the whole time he's whispering in my ear, I'm fucking <laughs> here. Okay, here's the other thing. No, here's the crazy thing about you. One thing about Ryland is he's not a line guy. He doesn't do lines. But he also doesn't do reservations. So when we go to a place like Disneyland, he's like, oh, this, what the fuck? There's a line? He, oh, what the fuck? There's a, we have, there's a wait list for that restaurant? It's insane to me. And do you want to know the even it's crazier part? It's a place part? that's famous for its lines <laughs> and i think that's why i hate it right but you act shocked people when like, met with a line people want to go spend all their money to stand in lines and it's like 
have fun, everybody. You know what? I liked Disneyland a lot and reflecting on having gone to Disneyland, like I like it more and more every day that passes. It's like I'm I'm romanticizing. <laughs> the farther away from Disneyland I get, the more I enjoy no, it. No, I look at the pictures, I laugh at the memories, yeah. and I'm like, wow, that really was worth it. It was really fun. In the moment, I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> look, taking Ryland to Disneyland is a little bit like taking a toddler to Disneyland. You're going to need an activity in the line. You're probably going to want to spring for the cast member that's going to walk you to the front and completely avoid the lines entirely. And then you need to plan at least five months in advance without telling him you've planned because he doesn't do plans. And the wildest part. And book reservations at restaurants for him without him knowing you've done it because if he has a reservation, he won't go. But if he can't get in, which you can't get in without a reservation, he also won't go. And then you'll spend four hours walking around looking for a place without a line as lines get longer. And that's the story of my life. That is the exact same thing with, that happened with dinner on Saturday night. And the craziest part is, for some reason, me as like the worst planner in the world yeah. becomes the point person for planning when my family's here. Yeah, that's fucked up. And it's like we go in circles and circles until the non-planner has to try to coordinate something. Well, I tried to put it on Stacy. You heard me multiple times say, this is Stacy's job. Stacy's a capable adult. Like, we're not capable adults. I go to Disneyland with two women who take care of me. You know what I mean? Well, now I'm set up for success. I do think the next time I go to Disneyland, now I know the lay of the land. I know how to work that genie pass. Do I you know, know what how I'm to work doing. the genie pass? I mean, no, but I'll be with you who does know how to work the genie pass. Every time Lizzie would be like, we got to sign up for another ride. I'm like, here you go. <laughs> Oh, oh. We, we did do it we did do it we did do it and we it was that. very fun the food yeah. was great my brother kept saying like wow you ate a lot today and i'm like leave me alone yeah <laughs> quit fucking disney food shaming us austin we wanted to try all of it and we got to try a lot of it a i do think it. we need to try harder and <laughs> you know what i mean and also i think you and i need to go back to california adventure and you just suck it up and let me do a little bit of planning so that we can get reservations i'm down i'm down because i think in addition to snacking everywhere we need to hit more multiple restaurants for each meal mm -hmm. which is crazy in disney but we'll just like extra lap yeah i mean i'm coming off the most calories i've ever consumed in a week this wow. past weekend nice i was just living it up Girl, having a great yes. time and then the two of us went to the dodgers game and i planned this out perfectly for yeah, myself you really did my brother's like we gotta be there before the game starts and i'm like oh nothing sounds worse to me than being there before the game starts and then he sat in traffic for two hours and didn't even get there before the game started no we showed up Two it was a Friday late. night game. Yeah. And we left just in time for the traffic to end. We got there. By the time we got food and sat down, the game was ending. And we got to enjoy the fireworks and our ice cream. It was perfection. <laughs> you know what? It really was a fun time. Oh, I had so much fun. I bought tickets. I'm going again. Lizzie was like a little schoolgirl. Uh -oh. I'm a Dodgers fan now. I love LA. She's dancing and she's like, this is the best thing this, ever. That was the vibe. Like, I swear to God, dude. Like, I love America. I love LA. I don't understand baseball, but I'm a huge fucking fan. Could we find the score? Absolutely no. not. No. Could we explain the score while looking at the scoreboard? Nope. Mm. Not even a little bit. And the pictures of us are hideous because we didn't want to go. Uh, what? I'm cross-eyed in every picture. Did you notice that? And I'm not, I don't think I'm regularly cross-eyed, but did you notice that? Well, we were blacking out because like, we just wanted to be in our shame spiral of eating. And my mom's like, smile, smile, yeah, smile. Yeah, mom can feel, like there's pictures I've just got chili all over my mouth. <laughs> My mouth, my cheeks are full of more chili. And Literally she's like, looks smile, like she, I'm dripping beans. She just finished eating ass in all of these photos with the chili that is around her mouth. And honestly, love every second and of it. And it was so shameful because we didn't want to go wait in the line again, but we wanted dessert and we wanted all of the food. I don't think so we're ordering shame everything. No, we were eating a nacho with jalapenos and chili. And then we were 
following that up with a scoop of ice cream. And, and then, then a bite of a chili, chili cheese, dog. cheese corn dog. <laughs> and I had a Diet Coke. And I had a beer. Wow. We could have done more damage. We should have got that cheesecake on a stick. I told Joe when we go to the game that Ooh, I got us tickets yeah. for, we're getting that cheesecake stick. Mm. I think I, that might be part of the reason that you and I are such good friends. We just oh, want to try just trash. and eat everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With no care in the world. Except for me, because sometimes I'm like, no, I swear to God, we need to go that way. And everyone's like, no, dude, that is not the way. And I'm like internally panicking, like, all right, I guess I'm going to have to get comfortable with backtracking. And it's like, no, I was never right. <laughs> we were never going that way. We were always going that way. And I just don't know. But my body feels so internally connected to the choice that it's making that it's like, these people are leading me astray. <laughs> and it's like, no, girl, they're not. You are. <laughs> Which is a beautiful lesson in letting go. <laughs> and then it was my birthday yesterday on Mother's Day. You might be able to see uh, the horribly placed balloons because I gave up. Because as They're I was dying. coming in here. They're, half of them aren't floating. Hey. It was so hot out there and I'm sweating from getting everything. And then the memory card was full and I was like. <gasps> and Lizzie goes, I'll do it. I don't work out five times a week for nothing. I can go get it. And then I looked down and I was like, oh no, I don't have my rings. Where Everyone's going to think there's drama and I'm getting a divorce. Where and Chris goes, I can go get your rings. And I was like, no, you couldn't. He's like, I could. And I was like, okay, I'll sit in here in the air conditioning. <laughs> Where were they? Well, I was swimming all day yesterday and um, I didn't, I don't like swimming with my rings. So I yeah. put them in the medicine cabinet and I looked down and Chris said, both of you guys are doing my dirty work. I mean, and I'm like, whew. Huh. I didn't care. I'd rather do the dirty work than sit here and deal with you complaining about doing your own dirty work, to be completely honest. <laughs> Which brings us to another point. Chris, I'm so fucking sorry I didn't break off oh a piece of that goddamn God. fucking crunch wrap supreme for you. But here's the deal, buddy. You're a 32-year-old man. And when I'm in a famished state, if you want to fucking share a bite of my shit, you need to ask for it. I was Granted, a lot of people think that I should have just thought to share a bite of something with him, but I'm not of the fucking philosophy that every bitch gets a bite of my food and see i'm just not i always had the intention of splitting it in half. like right when i got it i split I it i know in half. you come from a family of I food took, shares and i think it's sick i took the first half for shane and i and i passed the second half back for you and chris but because i'm like looking forward in the car i didn't even know that was happening so when i went back through and i was like watching it before uploading it i was like she really did never give up i mean my first impulse is not to let someone i'm not married to take a bite of I a sandwich substance and i and i never would have thought to break it in half and give him a bite here's the thing chris you need to speak up for yourself. You need to fucking need to advocate say. for yourself. You're sitting in the back being like, I love Taco Bell. And then Rylan's like, what do you want? And you go, I can't speak. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying, I, th I think it's fucked up. You didn't give him a piece. I agree there. I mean, but also, Chris, you need to be an adult and say, hey, Lizzie, because there's no world. I'm such an asshole. Like I come from being such an asshole that if Lizzie was sitting there eating the special menu item that I had ordered, I would have been said, like, yeah. you bitch, give me some of that yeah. right now. Uh, and honestly, I would have I would have been like, I'm not giving you a bite. And then you would have told me I could rip it off. And, and that's so, looking back, I could have just ordered a couple more, one for everyone. But nobody's but thinking we're in the middle of shooting a podcast while going through a drive-through being driven by a fucking crazy And idiot. I was already screaming at you guys when he said hello and I was like, "Oh, not you. Uh, I don't know." And then I did ask you what you wanted and I don't I don't know. So we're sorry, Chris. I thought you were bringing him one today. I know. I was running late and then also I just fucking forgot again because it's a goddamn crunch wrap supreme bitch and it's not that big of a fucking deal internet deal with it wow they're gonna cancel me again and i don't care they canceled you oh they're pissed i've been so busy lizzie not giving I... chris a bite of his crunch wrap is indicative of what a bitch she is it's like okay then i'm a bitch is that a thing oh yeah it's a thing <laughs> yeah it's a fucking thing and i'm not kidding right now you guys need to grow the fuck up <laughs>
I, I, I never... feel like you need to work this out in therapy before bringing it to the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I am seething with rage right now. Like, this is the first time I've ever sat on the podcast and been like, ooh, my heart is actually beating out of my chest and I'm living. <laughs> We're all a little wrong here. Um, I'm, I'm, comfortable, I'm comfortable admitting that I'm a little wrong, but it's not the most wrong. And I'm not. Were the comments that brutal? Oh my God, incessantly brutal. They didn't even and care Chris that Shane was on the show. He reads all the comments. I didn't know. <laughs> See, I had so much family in town. I haven't yeah. actually read the comments. Well, I stopped reading the comments for, for, for the first, like the 50th person who's I like, Lizzie's even, a cunt. It's like, okay. I didn't even get a real Call name for that Call me the cunt episode. rat supreme or whatever the fuck. Where's the real for that episode? Oh, you dragged me to Disneyland. <laughs> no, not on real day. The I didn't show. have the time this week. I'm okay. working on my thing. Okay. But yeah. For the record, I didn't see an issue. Like I would have never thought there was an them. issue that day. You tell, yeah, you it tell was them. like a chaotic podcast, and we all Lizzie has her husband. We all <laughs> ate food, and it was fine, and we're fine. And Lizzie's normally like wonderful to normally. me. Normally, so. yeah, thanks. Because <laughs> the internet, even my family's calling me like you're a bitch to Chris, and it's really? like, am I a bitch to Chris, or is Ryland just pushing that narrative? J- just to defend hey, Lizzie. Last time that happened, when I said that once, you were actually driving the through line. You kept saying, Ryland, this whole episode, you were pointing out that I was mean to Chris, and when I went back to edit it. You were the one that was driving the narrative. Interesting. I'm going to have to rewatch it because I don't know that my attorneys agree with your version <laughs> of reality because you're constantly rewriting it. It is wild that I do rewrite <laughs> history sometimes. So gnarly. <laughs> we were at Disneyland. He goes, your husband told me some sad, sad stuff about his family. And I was like, that's crazy. Joe's never told me that before. Like, Joe's never told like me that before. dark stuff. Don't, yeah, we won't go into detail no, because no, no, no. we'll respect his uh, life. <laughs> But Ryland literally, he was like, made up Joe's first memory and then told me. And I was like, Joe's okay. never told me that it was memory. In and line then- with, it was just the opposite. It was flip flopped. <laughs> and then I go home and I'm softly like, so Joe, because I don't want Joe to know. You're telling Ryland things yeah. you never told, and told me. And then Joe tells me the story again. I'm like, oh, no, that's the story. I know. Ryland just made that up. <laughs> but I have good intentions. He has good intentions. <laughs> and he has great hair. I wasn't trying to cause marital trauma. Oh, you weren't. Okay. No, I didn't think it caused marital trauma. I just was like sad. <laughs> but it was a it was a nice moment in time where you acknowledged that you're a gaslighting full maker upper of stories in history. Sometimes the way I can recall things changes yeah. later on. <laughs> such as the time at Disneyland. No, I'm kidding. Disneyland was very fun. And I will yeah. go back having had that experience. I do think you'd like California Adventure a lot more. Why did you write on this document that doctors claim Ryland's penis is five times smaller than the average <laughs> man's? <laughs> <laughs> do you care to explain? Okay, yeah, dude. I thought you were going to delete it. First of all... <laughs> And in my defense, we were both on the document at the same time, and you wrote a nasty message to me. It that wasn't you deleted. Nasty. It was no, it wasn't nasty. It was it was the truth. My brother, my I almost crashed the car driving to Disneyland because Lizzie did something so authentically herself that was just so. Oh, that wasn't what you wrote. I'm talking about you calling me a lesbian on the document. Oh, see, there's the version of reality being twisted again. I added it again, Liz Les. Oh. Liz Liz. I drink out of a mug at least once a week that says Leslie Liz that you painted me for my birthday last year. <laughs> to be fair, you did say your husband brought up your lesbian tendencies too. I don't even remember what the day. joke was, but it was it was pretty funny. He's like, you walked into that one. <laughs> <laughs> but the joke's on him if I am a lesbian. <laughs> it's a rough day for me. 
Apparently. Is it? I'm pretty sure I'm going to get some negative. I what mean, like, honestly, days for you? I, we can place a bet right now how many nasty comments there's going to be about me about my little outrage. You know, I think everyone just needs to take a deep breath. Like, nothing's as good or as bad as it ever seems. Yeah. And that's what I always have to remember on the internet. Like, that one moment. And, well, I have flashbacks from other events, from other videos I posted. But every time that, like, my heart starts racing because I think I actually made some. Like, yes, there's things that, like, are actually problems. Nasty, yeah. But, like, for the most part, things like not giving Chris a bite of your cr- crunch wrap or me calling out sick from a place that I don't work at. It's yeah. like, grow up. <laughs> Which you didn't even do. Grow up. <laughs> grow Which up. I also did. You know? Yeah. So, so, whatever. So, Crimea River, build a bridge and get over it. So, that had nothing to do with... No, I was just joking because I thought you could read it in real time. Okay. I started thinking like... <laughs> no maybe doctor you... has literally said you have a penis that's five times smaller than the average male. I thought maybe you like caught Do, a glimpse at I disneyland when we were sharing a hotel no, don't room you like adults. famously have a nice penis i mean am i wrong some could say am i wrong though i mean didn't your nudes get leaked you're the one that sees it in my sweatpants all the time it is uh hard to avoid <laughs> when i'm in my house i can't wear underwear it's something about me it, one thing about him <laughs> i like can barely wear underwear under my jeans and they have to be very specific i find <laughs> you know what i've got to start making my own underwear because i find that they don't leave enough area for the dick and balls and then you're just <laughs> that's your that's your that's your clothing brand. and if your balls are suffocated all day it's just so miserable and there's literally like I've been wearing like the the baggier briefs now because I just can't with the ones that are your male skims. Honey. Yeah, I could do boxers for sure. Do it because there's no brand. Like I've tried every brand. Sometimes my Gap ones are fine. Be about it. Do okay. it. Okay. That's a million dollar company. I mean, we could hope so. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> Go forth and conquer the boxer brand. What's up, guys, and welcome back to Lizzie sells things. <laughs> This week, I am super excited to bring back one of my favorites, and that is the Blissey pillowcase. As all of you know, I have struggled to find a perfect self-care, skincare, anti-aging, hair complimentary pillowcase, and I have found it in Blissey. I have tried previous pillowcases that were like silk substitutes or not exactly silk or this or that, and I never had the benefits that I have seen with Blissey. My hair is silkier, my skin is better, I'm having less breakouts, and I'm sleeping better throughout the night. I could not be a bigger fan of this. In fact, I've even gifted it to my husband and he loves it as well. I've also invested in more than one pillowcase for both myself and my husband because I've started washing my sheets a lot more frequently as well. And the best thing about Blissey is that you can just throw it in the washing machine, throw it in the dryer and put it back on your bed. No must, no fuss, it's perfect. Blissey silk pillowcases are the best ones on the market. They have a ton of different prints and colors and they make great gifts because there's an option for literally anyone. Like I said, my husband loves them too. They have over 1.5 million raving fans of which I am one and I would love for you to join me and be next. Try now risk-free for 60 nights at blissey.com sip and get an additional 30% off. Again, that's B-L-I-S-S-Y dot com slash sip and use code sip to get an additional 30% off you'll wake up feeling better than ever looking better than ever and you deserve it and that's on real silk um okay and then you drove all the way to weho with your i don't want to i don't want to bury the punchline oh Ryland makes fun of me because when I come to his house, I leave my keys on the outside of my car. And I leave my keys on the outside of the car because how many fucking times have I lost my keys in your house? Every time you come here. Every time I come here. Even when you put them on top of the car. It's like, it's a day that you maybe didn't do that. And you're like running around my house with your head, like a chicken with your head cut off. Yeah. 
So I leave my keys on the roof of my car. Last week, I was in a rush because we were rushing and we were having a rough day because of your chandelier. And I just threw my keys at the car and didn't make it onto the roof, just like smacked the windshield. And then they slid down to that little divot where the windshield wipers are. So when I left, my car just started because my keys were close enough for the car to start. And I would have never thought otherwise of it because I'm like, oh, I must just have my, you know, I don't, I don't even think about it. I'm just like, car started, let's go. <laughs> so I drove all the way from this motherfucker's house to West Hollywood, to Melrose. Which is an hour in traffic. An hour in traffic. And my keys were just on the outside of the car. And that was a gift from God. Yeah, it was. I got out of the car and I was trying to, I was like, where the fuck are my keys? Like when I got out of the car was the first time I thought, where the fuck are my keys? Guess what, bitch? In the little divot. That's how you know there's a God. And Honestly, I'm that's serious. how I know that my wrong of not giving Chris a bite of the crunch wrap was not that wrong. <laughs> because the because karma, the was, karma not- was not not on my side. <laughs> and it was an already a bad day for me. Yeah. So we've been struggle busting it. All day. I do feel like you have just jumped past something that we really should discuss. Okay. The Adams family, and I mean, maybe just the men, but it did feel like a family affair. You're trying to get me canceled right now. Now she's like, people hate me, so I got to cancel them. I'm not trying to get you canceled, but it is definitely like a hereditary trait in your family. And also maybe in your in-laws as well, because they seemed pretty comfortable with this as well. (laughs) We're leaving Disneyland and they want pictures with the Disneyland entrance, which like I get. I love it. So cute. Get it, girl, for sure. They stand up on the brick railing Before around Before the fence, there's the railing and then, or there's the fence and then the railing on the fence. He, Austin stood on the brick. It's like, we're not harming anyone. They're not harming anyone. They are breaking the rules. And oh, as there's they, no, as there's no break, sign on the fence that says don't stand on the fence. Dude, honestly, I bet there fucking is somewhere. Well, it wasn't visible to me. <laughs> and that's fine. Then security comes by and they're like, get off the fence. And they refuse to get off the they, fence. We didn't <laughs> they just keep No, it's not that they actively refuse, it's that they get tunnel vision and they can't see or I hear the hear security. Him. There was a security guard. <laughs> coming from a distance repeating over and over get off the fence and i'm just like a couple more a couple more and then austin finally jumps off and i'm like at least i have the memories then he's fucking shit talks a security guard i did not shit talk him. he turns around and goes listen bitch that is dramatized for no, a storyline. No, it's definitely line. dramatized for a storyline. But I do have to say that was the energy of his, well, at least we got the memories. I did say at least we have the memories. Whipped his face <laughs> around to the security like, guard. Well, before you kicked us out, we got the memories. We, they traveled on a plane. We stayed overnight. We spent thousands of dollars at Disneyland. It's like, let me fucking take a picture with the landscape that we're not ruining at all. And it's like, I felt like this guy was more on a power trip than anything. And I understand like, yes, follow the rules. But like I'm gonna get the picture And guess what he didn't get to delete my pictures So I have the memories Next time he's probably gonna delete the pictures Cut to night two This was not me Nope this was you No this was not me (laughs) You were holding the camera Was I? Yeah Could it have been me? I literally have a picture of it Wow so I just like to get the shot (laughs) (laughs) What can I say? He loves to get the shot And I'm like also like I'm not hating on you for this I love this about you This is one of the reasons why I like traveling with you Because like I know that I can just stand in the background and we're going to get whatever the fuck we want. And I stand up for myself. And you and definitely stand up for yourself. I'll definitely feel guilty. Like, <laughs> as we're leaving Disneyland, I was like, oh, I feel bad about that. She was like, oh, you were too mean to the security guard. I was like, no, that I did it in the public where everyone could witness me doing it. <laughs> 
the admittance of that on this podcast <laughs> after me screaming at well, Chris for it, not getting a bite of the Crunch Wrap Supreme I didn't offer him shows how out of touch you and it I It wasn't are. actually, but it, it wasn't like the exchange was two seconds long and I said, well, at least I got the memories. Like it was bitchy, but we right. didn't we didn't raise our voices. No, it wasn't but he a is fight. upset that someone might have witnessed it. Yes, but I am upset that somebody was like filming it and now I'm viral on TikTok for being an asshole. But guess what? I'm beating you to the punchline because I'm exposing myself. <laughs> And we love a self-aware queen. <laughs> I'm 32. That's on growth. Because <laughs> I kept thinking I was turning 33. So when I found out I was turning 32, I was like, damn, I'm young. I tell you like once a day that you're 32 years old. I'm so convinced that I'm 33, though. So it's always a shock when I'm 32 and I have a whole nother year before I'm 33. Oh, my God. I love that for you. Anyway, at the Dodgers game, mm-hmm. the game ends. And then there's fireworks, which is so fun. And then they're like pretty insistent that you get the fuck out, that you leave the stadium. My mom had a knee replacement recently, so I thought, let's let the heavy traffic Mm -hmm. pass so we're not trampede. And that's a stampeded. 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 And so we sat a little too long because we were all still having fun. Oh, yeah. And that's fine. That's totally fine. As we're sitting there, though, a security guard, two security guards, rather, come up the so we're sitting sort of at the back of a row one comes up the row another comes from the side of the row and they're both saying get the fuck out of here nobody moves we everybody wanted- stays in their seat wait 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 this is before the photo You're part of the problem i didn't see you jumping out i and did up. i got nope. up and left that's nope. why i accidentally nope. took the wrong diet coke because i was waiting at the top of the stairs and i have a picture from my vantage point at the top of the stairs being like well i guess i'm gonna stand up this here. is the girl that cuts lines at airports so cuts remember lines that. or meets up with the person i'm traveling with in the line this was inconsequential to the stadium it's like this, well you're keeping these employees empty. from going home no i'm not they still have to clean all of the stands they're not and like no they still have at least two hours at that stadium. As and you want to know how I know that? Up. No, no, no. Hold on. You want to know how I know that? How? Because as we're leaving, even later in the night, a different person that's employed by the stadium stopped and talked to us for 15 minutes. Right. So we were fine. Right. And after he was yelling at us to move, we were like, well, we just want a picture with the stadium in the background. And the guy's like, well, you should have done that while the game was still happening. And we were like, there were so many people, you couldn't even see the field. He's like, doesn't matter. You got to leave. And I was like, okay, Austin, just stand there and let me take your picture. And so we're like slowly backing up as I'm taking the picture. We're getting the picture. Okay. Is it that big of a crime? That's on the Adam's family crest. We're getting the picture. (laughs) My mom scrapbooked our entire life. And I like to have the memories. I love that for you. That's sweet. That's sweet. And I am also pointing out from my vantage point a pattern of behavior (laughs) with reckless abandon for security guard authority. Okay. And now that I know that, I will try to work on it. Although... Will you? It's... Like... Yeah. I don't know. No. Probably not. But that's okay. That's why we love you. Hmm. (laughs) We'll see if they still love me I'm literally never going to share a Crunchwrap Supreme. And you keep taking your photos while security guys try to get you down. (laughs) And I support you in that endeavor. And then we met a beautiful woman who has consumed our content. And she was like, well, no, I guess that's not for the podcast. Never mind. I can't be getting canceled right after my birthday. No. This is supposed to be a happy week. <laughs> this is supposed to be a happy week. No, this is it for you both of us. You took a deep, dark turn. I wasn't going to talk about all this. It's the panic stuttering for me. I can't get canceled. 
I know who I am. I'm sweating. I'm polite. I'm a stand-up citizen. He tips so good. I really do tip well. He's a really good tipper, and he tips when he shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, since we're all burning hot with shame, should we get one more thing? One more thing. Sure. So there's like a crazy writer strike going on. <laughs> Let's put the nail in my coffin. <laughs> there's a crazy writer strike going on, and like, go writers. I support it. I want the writers to get paid. But Lizzie, we're like so just like talking about it in the car, what it means for the industry. And like Lizzie obviously supports it too because she's a writer and she wants it all to be. But she's not a part of the Writers Guild just yet. But I do have to say, even individuals who are not part of the Guild are not allowed to be writing because if you write in like on the outs, like if you break the strike line and scab and you do the job, you're only fucking yourself. Because you can't later join. You not more than you can't later join is you're saying I'm okay with being treated like shit. Right. While you who I cannot even specifically say what it is that uh, these studios are actually doing besides providing capital. Mm-hmm. And there's so many figureheads that are part of the development as I've developed one show. So that's this is all I can speak right. to. I've developed one show with a studio. And what I noticed is that there are nine to ten people on a Zoom call who are not providing any kind of work creative to a there's show. there yeah well, the right and here's what's happening are the writers are really responsible for the stories we consume and they're not getting compensated because everything's new media and new media fucks writers because even even grander than just not being compensated like they're they're the entire nature of the work has been altered from its traditional Writers ways. are just fucked in all ways right now, and that's why they're striking. But what was hilarious about this? Well, some I have seen that people want to know more details about it. So do okay. you mind if I just... Yeah, go for it. So what specifically is going on is with the development of new media, traditionally, writers are accustomed to getting a job where there are eight to like, tw- you know, eight at the low end, 22 at the high end episodes. This is television mm-hmm. specifically. 22 episodes of television, and you write while the show is produced, which means you're employed for a big chunk of the year. Most of it, yeah. And that's great. That's job stability. That means I have enough time and money to build and make a home, like have a home, afford a home and afford a family and be a person who's, you know, focused on working on this thing where I can put all of my attention and energy to ensure that the best content is being made. And honestly, you and I have talked about previously and complained about the quality of the content that's being produced. And it's it's suffering because the nature of content creation has altered drastically. Now, because of binging, they want you to write all eight episodes before it goes to shoot, which is a shorter period of time for you to create the same amount of content that you used to make. And then and they're cancel- <clears throat> canceling them before the writers would have an opportunity to get a raise. They're just really taking well, every loophole to fuck the writers. Even before that part comes into play, they're not staffing the rooms with enough people to do the work so it becomes one person writing eight episodes of a TV show in a really limited amount of time. For example, you watched The Bear, right? No. Oh, did you? Shocking, because you love bears. (laughs) I watched The Bear. The Bear is a really great show about a guy working in a kitchen trying to make his, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. funnily enough, it's an analogous story. It's a failing restaurant business, which one kid is killing himself to keep going for his family. And in the same scenario, the guy who wrote that show got barely enough time to write something that's award winning and amazing and like had a great fucking run. He couldn't even afford the tie that he wore to the award shows to claim his awards because he's so in debt. 
Which is crazy. Infuriating. It's definitely because these shows don't exist without the writers. Yeah. And the heads of these studios are raking in huge bonuses on top of huge salaries while these writers can't even afford their mortgages if they're lucky enough to be able to have a mortgage. Yeah. And now they're all having to strike, which means not work to fight for better wages and terms to their contracts. From what I understand, there's also another crazy ass term where the writers guild was like we just want to ensure that you're not going to outsource our jobs to ai because all of a sudden chat gbt can mm. do uh outline on a movie it can't technically write a script but it can give like and i've played with it it can give you a full it can give you a script it's not going to be in a script format but it can give you a script and it's shit it's not good but it can break down an entire this movie is at the very base level we don't know where that will be in six yeah years. this is at the very base level so the writers were just like we want to ensure that you're not going to fuck us with fucking ai bullshit and the, literally the people that they're negotiating against were like we'll agree to talk to you about that every six years they're like uh mm. no that's not what i said and some of the best picket signs i've seen are like one is like chat gbt doesn't have my childhood trauma yeah. <laughs> it's like that my childhood trauma is why i am able to do what i do so then just to wrap this around to something funny we're in, <laughs> in the car <laughs> and it was something about like the next day came up and we were talking about like our plans for the weekend and lizzie goes oh well i might go down and uh join the picket line i need to do some network <laughs> Obviously, it's you a had joke. to be there. But it was it's so a joke. <laughs> it was so so. I mean, good. I have noticed that, like, I I don't honestly think that the picket line is a good place to network, but I do definitely think that it's an important place to be as a person who's like manifesting joining the union so right. that I can afford a family. And when if you get on a show in a great writer's room, you want that to be a livable job. Yeah. And you want it to be something that you want to put all your creativity in and well, feel valued for. It's the thing that's so wild to me is so I, I think I was talking to you about this, but like I sold a show and a majority of the time when you sell if you if you so I went into a room without a screenplay and I said this is my idea for a TV show here's how I see the pilot here's how I see the season working out are you interested they said yes we're interested a majority of the time that kind of development work which I've been working on since I was 28 years old I'm now 33 right that's a long fucking period of work mm-hmm. where I put my own money into it when I had no money yeah. So I'm out of money. I'm working a regular job to financially support myself. And I'm pursuing something that I love that I feel like is the only thing I can do at a high level. Right. To be completely honest, I'm yeah. virtually unemployable. Like, I could do other things, but not really. Right. <laughs> like, you're not going to want me to do it. There's very few. Like, maybe I could do sales, but I can't do the administrative part of it to save my fucking life. Like, gun to my head, I'm dead. Right. Anyway. The amount of effort that goes into developing something like this, a majority of the time, if you sign on with a production company, the production company does not give you development money. You're doing all of this on spec, Mm -hmm. which means for free. And then if you get a studio to sign on, more often than not, you're also not paid for the pilot that you then write for the studio. You negotiate a contract of what you will be paid if a network signs on to make your show. If a network signs on to make your show and then you need to hire an attorney to go back to the studio to say, listen, bitch, this kid's done a fuck ton of work and you're going to pay them. And then when the studio comes back, they go, "Okay, what was the last thing she got paid for it? And And in my situation, it's five hundred dollars. So now I've done five years of work 
for $500 if we're basing it off my previous quote because I am not a guild member. Right. But because I was paired with somebody who's like fancier than I am, my quote went up to, I think, the WGA minimum. And then, and I'll just be completely honest with you guys, like my rate, and and it's rare that I was paid for this pilot. Like not everybody gets paid for a pilot. You get paid for like development deals sometimes. If you like sign on with a studio, I'm pretty sure they have to give you a fee up front to like basically put you on timeout while you develop only for their studio. Mm -hmm. And more often than not, the content that you develop for them just sort of gets shelves and like is rarely made. Yeah. But you do get a small fee for being on their quote, like roster or team or whatever. So I was offered $30,000. Now, the way that they distribute the $30,000 is over a period of time with the deliverables being met. So this is during COVID-19. The first deliverable you have to like the first thing is like your starting fee. And they drop you like, you know, maybe a third of what you're going to get. And this is already five years into you working on this project. This is already five years. So of me. That's divided by all of that as well. Yeah. So the first amount I get is like after taxes are taken out because I'm taxed to the gods because this looks like a massive paycheck because they're not accounting for the sum. fact. Yeah. Yeah. So the first the first paycheck I get is probably six thousand dollars. Then I'm in covid. I'm not a member of a union. I don't have health insurance. I get sick. I'm down and out for a month. I can't write because I've got mental fatigue and brain fog. I don't get paid until I turn in my draft. So the, by, by the time I turn in a draft, and you want it to be a good draft, and honestly, if you're working really hard on a script and it's really good, it takes a while, at least three months to write a good script. Right. So by the time I get a script to them after having to take a month out because I'm sick and I have nobody protecting me financially during that time, a fucking five months later, I get the next installment of $6,000. So over a period of a year and a half, I'm being paid for this thing. And it's so many <clears throat> hurdles to like actually get a series to air on TV. That's like step yeah. one of a hundred. Yeah. So it is wild. It's fucking crazy. And that's as a person who's not protected by a union and doesn't have anything in place. And it's rare that I would even get that position in this life. And so I do feel quote unquote blessed. But the bottom line is like, I can't afford to live here. Right. I just can't. I look at apartments all the time and like my meltdown last week. I am not like it's not that I'm poor. It's that I cannot afford to live in the place to do the job that I want to do. And I know I'm not entitled to anything in this life, but I do work really fucking hard. Yeah, I work really fucking hard. I absolutely love what I do so much so that I spend a majority of my time doing it for absolutely nothing. So that when I am put in a position to have the job, I know that I've put all of my fucking time and effort into being the best I can be at this thing. Well, and then you have a library. You're good. You're building your, I mean, the more you do something, the better you become. Exactly. And thank God for this podcast, right? Oh, honestly, I'm this, I'm so, I'm not even saying for me, I'm saying for like everyone that watched, like we wouldn't have continued this podcast if it didn't sustain advertisers, if it didn't sustain an audience that came back and watched it every week but i mean it is like a crazy great job that we get to do while you're pursuing that oh absolutely and like i don't know if i've ever said this here but like i cry about no one wanting to represent me no one's ever represented me harder than you and I mean that like even at the start. I wasn't searching for that. I'm just no, saying no, no. like. I wanted to say that. Though. Okay. I wanted to say that because I do cry a lot about how nobody has my back. But like if we're being real, if we were in a knife fight, you'd fucking bust out your rhinestone little fucking thing and jab some bitches down for me. Like I know that's true. So I did want to say that. But like what I'm trying to say is these people are making billions of dollars. This is a billion dollar industry. And they're they are the ones it's coming from their fucking heads. Yeah. This doesn't exist without their fucking heads. Yeah. And everything that sucks has been 
drink like literally another great sign i saw is like the last season of game of thrones is what you get when you skimp on the writer's room bitch so shut up nut up and shut up because quality content is what makes you the most money and all i feel are like these suits are out here like do it for less don't feed yourself don't have a family you know like we've suffered <laughs> we've suffered enough as struggling artists to get where we are now just live give us the ability to live in the town you want us to work in yeah bitch amen and that's why i would go to the pickup line picket lines i know I yeah know. I know. and to meet a few people <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get into some hot topics uh what is this what is oh kim and north Oh, I did see they. Well, they were playing the Lakers game at the Dodgers game, and yeah. I was like, "This is a lot of so sports." So right now, for two people who aren't necessarily sporty spices, we have noticed that there's some stuff going on in the sports world, like basketball. Like there's something going on with basketball. Can you silence your phone? Is it ringing? I can't focus. Oh, guess who it is? I saw. <laughs> so um, anyway. The basketball is doing a thing right now, which is leading to like another thing. Like we're <laughs> like, like basketball the or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's called the playoffs. The basketball is playing off. Okay, so what do we care about? With, here's what's funny. I I think there's like it's divided by Western and Eastern. And I think on the Western end, like it was the Battle of California between <laughs> the Golden State Lakers and oh no, the Golden the Warriors and the Lakers. <laughs> So the two Los Angeles teams? No. Nope. Oh. The Warriors okay. are Northern so California. So why is Kim Kardashian on the That's team? That's what I'm trying to fucking say. Let me get there. I'm giving the backstory as a very informed person on basketball. Okay. <laughs> Passing out is so hot here. She's so cool today. Like she's. <laughs> it's hot as fuck, You need bro. to meditate tonight. I don't think I will. <laughs> okay. um, anyway, so Tristan Thompson, the liar and the cheater and the family ruiner. That just also bought a house right next to Chloe plays for the lakers mm. and by place for the lakers i mean he is a bench warmer is that facts that's or are you facts. just being mean no that's facts is this like okay no that's facts okay. like Cl tristan thompson does not play in the games okay he is a laker that sits on the bench which is why i think it's particularly funny that kim kardashian and northwest went to a game sat courtside with a sign that says tristan thompson wait they're like actually going hard for him oh they go hard for him Wow. Yeah, they go hard for him. How do you think that makes Chloe feel? I bet she's okay with it because it's the father of her children and like right. those women are like the poster women for co-parenting in a healthy way for your children, but I think in a way that slowly kills your soul. Like Chloe's not as uh as bothered as Courtney cuz if this was Courtney, you know she'd be like Kim is always out to get me. Right. Right. And this is a, a All position. I all I know is Shane cheats on you. I am starting a fucking picket line outside his house. Right, as you <laughs> and should. And throwing eggs at his car as he drives as by. As you should. <laughs> I am not making a go Shane sign every time he drops a new series if he cheats on my friend. You know what I'm saying? But Kim always be looking right at these games. She do be looking oh, right. Oh my gosh, Kim <laughs> looks <laughs> right. I loved her shirt. I love her. Do you, do you know who was on her shirt? I no, I don't. She was remember. wearing like a Jack Nicholson shirt, and Jack Nicholson was there. Mm -hmm. I also don't know if this is true, but I have a faint like Mandela effect memory of Jack Nicholson not being allowed courtside anymore because one time he brought chili to a game <laughs> and spilled it on the court. Am I wrong? Can you Google that, Chris? Because I feel like that's the case. But he's back now. Jack's been at the last three games courtside as well. Good for him. 
Am I wrong about that? Am I just mixing fucking Kevin from The Office and Jack Nicholson up? Like, what's going on here? We got to really pick and choose the best because we only have 15 okay, minutes. Well, I do think that Tom Brady lending Kim Kardashian his golf cart on So is this island, a fact or is this like this allegedly was, this a was set? This was Demois. But when is that bitch wrong? Always. Name one time. I mean, every time you we've ever can't. said it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm just going to say it briefly. If Tom Brady and Kim K wind up being a thing, Dumois never fucking steered us wrong. Um, I, I like the two of them together. I mean, I, I know nothing about him, but like I saw pictures of them next to each other and I was like, that he, looks right. He's a football guy. Yeah. And if there's one thing we know about football, it's the guys. Did you find anything? Uh, it it seems to be like a rumor. Th- it's not confirmed. But, it's not confirmed. But people have said that that's... that Jack Nicholson was uh, like kicked off the curb because yeah. he spilled chili. Yeah. God bless him. <laughs> I know he's a creepy ass dude. Like people have their complaints about him, but is it just because he's too sexy? I don't know his whole history. <laughs> I don't know. Joe looks a little bit like his Ill- illegitimate son. Yeah. Yeah. Jack's a uh, Jack. Joe's like a Leo Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor, the people's queen. Did you see this? I watched the video clip. So this weekend in Philadelphia uh, at like, I think the second night of the Eras tour there uh, in the on the floor seats, a couple of girls were like, you know, living their best Eras life. They were being me. They were on the barricades and the security guards didn't want them there. So they were being way more rude than the security guards I had encountered. Well, this, a security guard was telling them that they couldn't be flesh up against the, the barricade, the barricade between the stage and the floor seats. And honestly though like they can be like that's how it always is they weren't being just like i could be taking a picture it's hurting no one sure okay so (laughs) the bottom line is this guy was being very aggressive with them i would say going beyond the flashlights and the please get Mm -hmm. your ass out of the way move right but even in this scenario i feel like his flashlights and get your ass out of the way move during the show is crazy and so taylor so taylor on stage uh starts screaming hey knock it off they're not doing anything stop and then the security guard was escorted out of the concert i didn't see that part i did love though that she's like trying to sing the song but also saying like stop bad blood get out of there (laughs) (laughs) had i been at a taylor swift concert just trying to get a pick i think she would have fought off the security guards for me and then i wouldn't have been the asshole i I, i'll stand by that thank you uh (laughs) i do just think it's nuts that people can't this taylor swift doesn't speak she doesn't speak on her life she doesn't post on instagram other than photos from her concert she's like a woman of no words and we can't get enough i think it's driving the world crazy that she's not like publicly um available like all other celebrities because every time i open my phone there's 18 million headlines about taylor swift right now and i'm like damn this girl is the most famous person on the planet i'm obsessed with her Hmm. her parents have been going around the crowds before the show starts and like collecting friendship bracelets from fans and like actually (laughs) reading them and they're like thank you so g flip and chriselle staus from selling sunset are married yeah um this is a Good for them. Yeah. Do you know what G Flip's real name is? Absolutely not. It's like Georgia Flippo. Wow. Yeah. It's just, I mean, and I'm not trying to judge from, like, I love that she's happy and I love that she's in a relationship she's in love with. It's just confusing because she was so head over heels with Jason on Selling Sunset. She wanted to have a kid with him and the reason they broke up. And I'm not saying like your life has to stick on one path because I saw a storyline that was created by producers that I consumed. Like, so I am putting her in that, that like 
that lane in my head, which I'm like, that's wrong. You can't be doing that. So I'm excited to see this new season of Selling Sunset and see their relationship play out a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, That drops on May 19th. And I'm just like, I can't wait to sit on my couch and do nothing for the entire weekend. Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize that G Flip was like, I knew she was a musician. An Australian rock star. Right. But I didn't know that I was aware of some of her songs. And recently I saw her. She did like a, hey, I'm G Flip and this is stuff about me. But she wasn't like that. (laughs) 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 She was just actually playing the drums and like singing one of her songs. And I was like, oh, my God, I know this song. And she's brilliant. Yeah. That's crazy. It's just a wild romance. And I just really want to see more of it play out yeah on selling sunset i mean i get why chriselle would want to be with g flip but i'm confused by g flip wanting to be with chriselle it's just like a plot as a person who knows nothing about either of them (laughs) okay staff complained about the bosses at the kelly clarkson show now this came after an article out of um rolling stone i believe it was yeah just a bunch of lower level staff on the kelly clarkson show came forward and said that like the producers and the people that were running the show were doing so in an abusive way and that they were making like horrible wages and everything i do have to say this is coming after they announced that they're moving the show to new york in large part due to the tax breaks that new york is offering and i think kelly was willing to move there for a new start after her divorce Mm -hmm. so i think the timing is a little like calculated now that they're all either probably losing their jobs or have to willingly move to new york on their own dime to keep their job right i mean i do feel like if you're a pa in an abusive situation you can't really talk about it while you're in it because if you're paing like you probably need that job and you're hoping that you can become one of the producers that yeah has then been bullying you and i do feel for everyone that's working in a horrible work environment the wage thing in my opinion it's like yes you should fight for better wages but maybe that should be something you should i get it's so hard in the entertainment industry because you want to get your foot in the door to get the job to hopefully raise up the ladder so it's hard to campaign for yourself to get a Mm -hmm. higher rate but it's like they did accept the rate going into the job and then being mentally like taxed on top of uh, no money it's like well i could go work at mcdonald's make more money and have maybe less of like a damaging mindset so it's a bummer. A lot of them, if not all of them, said Kelly Clarkson is not the problem. Yeah, is very she's generous blissfully unaware. And is like doing her job. But what I thought was beautiful is even though Kelly was blissfully unaware, when she was made aware, she didn't acknowledge it publicly at first and that upset people. But then she posted a public note saying, you know, me and um, all of the upper level staff who are coming with me to New York will be participating in leadership training and that she's dismayed to hear this and that nobody should quit until they are the best version of themselves. And I think that that's I think that's pretty admirable because I don't feel like it's, you know, maybe a PR person was like, in addition to just doing this privately, talk about it publicly. And I to some degree, like. Uh, yeah, I guess it was. It's a it's a valid announcement for her to make on her part, just so that people know that things are changing. Well, because she's the face of the show, yeah. and just because she's the face of the show, there's so many moving parts on a talk show like that that employs hundreds of people. Yeah, there's no way for her to be able to check in on the segments that are being produced or all of the employees in Happy. every sector yeah. of the show. Um, so it is more of like an an upper thing that tears down and you would think after all of the drama surrounding other talk shows that producers in the industry Just would be a be little assholes. more cautious yeah but it, but i do have to say like it's definitely interesting and it's like a toxic cycle because like i pa to this day like i will take a pa job and it's awful 
Like it's just it is it is what it is. It's fucking awful. You're the lowest person on the totem pole and the entire production relies on you for whatever the fuck it is that they want. And if you do not respond promptly and adequately within set etiquette, you will be chastised publicly. And part of that is because the person who's chastising you learned that way and was chastised. And so it becomes this vicious cycle of uh, the abuser was the abused and then it just keeps going because those are learned behaviors people behave that way because they're like well i did it that's the way of this land yeah and i feel like in a lot of hollywood environments and like agencies Mm -hmm. or like all of these things those cycles have had to be addressed so i think it's just like i think it's it's definitely it's gotten better so the amount of abuse that a person's willing to withstand has gotten much smaller right but i also think that like you know These are entry level jobs for a reason and I'm not condoning the abuse. I'm definitely saying there's a better way to lead. I think your set is always going to run better when nobody's worried about being emotionally traumatized because when you're worried about being emotionally traumatized, you can't do your job to the best of your ability because you can't think straight. And so I do think that that's a really important thing to remember. But I also think as a person in an entry level position, you need to have respect for the way that the job is done. You don't come in having graduated from film school as a PA and know everything. You just don't. You've and, never been on a set that yeah. you weren't running yourselves. So when you come in, it's important to say, OK, I'm in a position to learn. I'm going to play by these rules. And for the person in a leadership position, regardless of how poorly you've been treated, it's important to treat those coming in better than you were treated. Especially if you want job stability yourself. Yeah. Don't be a fucking asshole. Yeah, because they'll cancel your ass right now. They don't give a fuck, bro. And they'll fire you too. Yeah. Like if the network has claims like this, you better believe they're going to go through and the try as- to fire whoever yeah. these producers are, if the headlines are true or not. Like obviously if people yeah. are coming forward saying they're There's always going to be a scapegoat. And if you're an asshole, it's you. Yeah. And the other thing is like, just don't be that guy. It never feels good to be on the receiving end of abuse. Don't fucking do it. Even if it's a learned behavior because you were abused, have more pride in the job that you do and the community that you are a part of where you're demanding all of this respect and these paychecks. Earn it. Amen. Um, Okay. Martha Stewart or Justin Bieber? Dude, low-key, they're so quick. Martha Stewart is the fucking Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover girl. Good for her. God bless that I clicked woman. on the link. She's looking right. She is looking right. And I just love that she's embracing this. The trajectory of this woman's career is so fucking funny to me. <laughs> From like federal felon to fucking Snoop Dogg's bestie. And now she's on the fucking cover of Sports. Supermodel. Yeah. And 81 years old. Stunning. You know, like, it's never too late to start any endeavor. She gives me hope, but I also know that at my age, she was probably already thriving and had an entire line in Kmart. So I'm a little <laughs> bit behind, but Martha, swear to God, I'll catch up one day, girl. Okay, Justin Bieber and Haley on having kids. Why did you say you love how Justin is always Justin? Because I don't know how it's happened to me, but my TikTok has turned into, like, a Justin Archive fan page. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's how my Instagram Explore page is with Taylor Swift right now. Yeah. So I just keep getting these little sound bites of like Justin like being face to face with people who are just being fucking assholes to him over the year in the media, over the years in the media. And he's just like, you know, one woman's like, so you're kind of famous. He's like, well, you know, like I'm the first person to come from my hometown to for or like Canada or whatever to be like a uni- universally known person. And she goes, well, that's not true. The guy on the on the national news is known. And Justin just goes, he's like maybe 11 in this. He goes, you think a small town in Germany knows our news anchor? (laughs) And she goes, well, I guess not. He goes, okay. 
<laughs> and then there's just all these other examples of people being super inappropriate with him, like someone asking him how much money he's allowed to have. And he's like, how much money are you allowed to have? Like, just always turning it back, even as a little kid, knowing that's inappropriate. Why are you being inappropriate to me just because I'm a little kid and I'm famous? Right. Or adult women who are like 21 being like, how do you feel about older women? And he's like, I think it's fucking weird you're asking because I'm a minor. He's always stood up for himself, yeah. even at a time when people would be like, like, even when he's ha at his limit and people are treating him awfully, like wanting to get his picture yeah. or wanting to talk to him. He'll just be like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm a human and I can't do this right now. Yeah. And he'll just like walk away. Yeah. And it's like, good for him for I always advocating it. for himself. And so why I put this in here is because recently it's been in the media that Haley Bieber is afraid to have children. And it's not just like, you know, what everyone's afraid of when having children. She's extra scared because the Internet's going to be brutal to her kids like they're brutal to her, like they're brutal to her husband. Mm -hmm. And I get that. Another thing is like people have pressed Justin since the day they got married. When are you going to have kids as if it's our business? Right. And he has constantly said, like, I want as many kids as Haley's willing to give me. It's her body. It's her choice. When she's ready, I'm ready. And I'm just like, my God, that is so sweet. <laughs> he like literally is always like, you know, she's a woman who has a lot of things she wants to accomplish. And I'm, you know, going to give her the amount of time at, that she wants and requests to accomplish the things she wants to do. Wow. Like, God damn, dude. Good for Justin. Good for Justin. Good for Justin. Justice for Justin. I was sent a picture of a guy who had submitted your birthday on uh, KTLA. And what? you were on the birthday shout outs. And this is what? a photo of you looking good. Oh my God, that's at Kate's wedding. Uh, Why did no one tell me this? He did. He emailed us and told us and it was Benji. He said he submitted your photo for the birthday on KTLA. Is it a ABC7? Are these people also famous? I don't know. Oh. I don't know if it's just like random people locals. Birthday? Or like. I love this. What's, who did this? Can I say his name? His name's Benji. Benji, God bless you, sir. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And if mine wasn't on there yesterday, God damn you. <laughs> oh my God, Benji, write us back. I want to look up these people. You look so good in that photo. That's Kate's wedding. I did my own makeup. Wow. Yeah. Sophie Poser's right here. Ooh. Okay. All right, you guys. Well, <laughs> thank you for watching today's episode of The Sip. We love you so much. We'll Sorry, be back Sophie. here next Wednesday. Follow us on social media. Lizzie posted a new vlog this week. I have a new vlog going live soon. And that's it. Oh, can I just say one thing about my vlog? What? If you watch it and you're worried about me, like, I swear to God, I'm okay. Is it another sad girl vlog? Uh, yeah, it ends dark. But it's like, I swear to God, I'm fine. I'm just a hoarder who's realizing they're a hoarder. Blaming her husband for hoarding things. No, I mean I'm a, I'm a hoarder. I'm okay. a hoarder. I'm okay, a hoarder. we're sorry, Joe. But the the vlog has nothing to do with Joe. But if you watch that and you're like, I hope she's okay. It's like I'm okay. <laughs> and that's the sit. <laughs>